The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, six-foot-five frame, needing every bit of it. Oh, Hartman's still going inside the 10, and he is in for the touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinnen Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And today we are going to talk about the positions that the Jets badly need to address in the NFL draft. And so to break that down and show us exactly the path that they need to take, our stats specialist over at PlayLikeAJet.com, Haley English. Haley, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk about uh, positions of need currently on the roster. There are several positions of need. I know we hear a lot about how the Jets have this exciting young roster, and they do. We've talked about this many times. Guys like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, Sauce Gardner, Quinn and Williams. These are all building block players, but the Jets still have plenty of work to do, and we will begin on the interior offensive line. Elijah Vera Tucker coming back from injury, but knock on wood, he looks like he's going to be a mainstay for a long time. The center position is a little bit different, though. Connor McGovern, currently a free agent. The Jets don't have anybody at that spot. There's talk about them maybe bringing back McGovern or Ben Jones, who played with the Tennessee Titans and is familiar with Keith Carter, who is the Jets' new offensive line coach. They could also go into the draft and grab a center, or they could do both. That's definitely a possibility. They could bring in somebody like Jones or McGovern on a one-year deal while drafting a center to take that spot for the long haul. So, Haley, break this down a little bit. Center, big position of need for the Jets at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Right now on the depth chart, they have Wes Schweitzer starting at center, and that will not be the case in week one. He should not be starting If we look back at Connor McGovern, he was the 10th highest graded center last season by PFF, 
with a 69.6 grade. That was about equal in the pass block and the run block. So he's overall a really good center. I know he had some plays, some uh, downsides, but I think it would be advantageous to bring him back. I know Ben Jones is a great name, um, so if they can get him too, that'd be awesome. Um, But as far as right now, Wes Schweitzer is slated to start. Um, He's more of a depth piece, so he should not be the starting center. Last season, he was the 27th graded center with a grade of 59.3, but he was also the worst center at, or the third worst center at pass blocking with a grade of 42.9. So he's that depth piece. He can kind of play a bunch of positions on the offensive line, and that's all he he should really be. The last time the Jets brought in a center from Washington, it was Spencer Long, and I'm still having PTSD flashbacks from what that was like. The sad thing is I thought Spencer Long was good. He was solid in Washington, came to the Jets, and was a complete mess. You do not want Wes Schweitzer starting for the Jets, not just because he came from Washington, but because, as you said, Haley, he was one of the worst centers in the league when pressed into action. He's a guy that you want there. If you have to play him for a couple of games, he's not the one you want as your number one center. Exactly, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about offensive tackle now, Haley. Another spot where the Jets need some help. They've got Dwayne Brown coming back off a shoulder injury. He's in his late 30s. Makai Becton has missed the last two years due to injury. Max Mitchell missed a significant portion of the season at the end of the year. He has that medical issue. Who knows what the deal is with him going forward. So they've got three offensive tackles with tons of question marks around them. They've got to do something here. You would have thought they'd have struck in free agency, but they didn't. They could get a depth piece. They could wait till after June 1st, see who gets released. But you would figure they're going to have to go into the draft and do something, right? Yeah, definitely. I really like them taking one of the offensive tackles on the board at pick number 13. I think that's the best pick for them. But if we look back just at last season, the top graded tackle for the Jets was Dwayne Brown. His grade was 57.8. That grade was 69th out of all tackles. So like, that's not really good for your highest graded tackle. Um, because you have 68 other guys from other teams uh, who are graded above you. And a lot of them, that's both of their tackles. So the Jets had far below average tackles playing for them last season. Max Mitchell was 71st with a grade of 55.5. But again, his health issues is a big question mark right now. Um, uh, Healthy Becton was a really great Becton as a rookie year. So hopefully he's fully back and healthy and can play like he did his rookie year. He had a 74.4 grade back in 2020, and that grade would have been 22nd out of all tackles this past season. So if he comes back and plays like he did in 2020, then I say like he's a great starter for them at tackle, but the question marks surrounding these three guys and their injuries is uh, far outweighing uh, the positives. Yeah, Haley, I think sometimes people forget how good Makai Becton was as a rookie. You can't rely on him, but if he can play anywhere near as well as he did his rookie season, remember, he shut down both Bosa brothers, which is a huge accomplishment. We saw he could be dominant when he's in there, but of course the question is whether or not he can stay in there, and the Jets can't rely on that being the case after him missing two straight seasons due to injury. Yeah, as long as he can be healthy, I think he can be a great starter for this offensive line, but that's the biggest question mark with him. I know his progress has been great, and he's posting pictures of him at the gym every day, and he looks like he's gotten down some weight, so hopefully that's the case, and he plays uh, like he did when he was a rookie. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Let's talk about safety, Haley, one of the weakest spots on the Jets roster. 
Last year, their starters were LaMarcus Joyner and Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead was not very good. LaMarcus Joyner was absolutely terrible, although remarkably, he got a bunch of Pro Bowl votes, which is crazy. I guess it just goes to show you that people look at interception numbers, and that's really all they see because LaMarcus Joyner was one of the weaker free safeties in the NFL last year. He's gone. The Jets don't really have a free safety on the roster now other than Tony Adams, who is an undrafted rookie out of Illinois last year, played a little bit. Look promising, but I don't think the Jets want to go into the season with Tony Adams as their only free safety. You have to figure they'll do something in the draft, or maybe they'll grab somebody at some point in free agency. As I said before, maybe somebody who gets cut after June 1st. At strong safety, Whitehead's still on the roster, although I would argue that at the amount of money he's being paid, maybe it would be a smart move to go in a different direction. And they did trade for Chuck Clark. We broke him down on a previous show, Haley. Really good player. Could be the strong safety if they were to move on from Whitehead, but at free safety especially, they don't have much going on there. Talk a little bit about the need here for the Jets at the safety position. LaMarcus Joyner was definitely this weak link in coverage last season. Uh, I don't remember exactly what his PFF grade was, but I believe it was below both Chuck Clark and Jordan Whitehead. So once you get rid of that weak link in the coverage unit, it it automatically becomes better because you're replacing him with ideally a player who's better. Um, Chuck Clark and Jordan Whitehead were both tied for 46th uh, out of all safeties in their in their grades last season at 66.1. But that's again, that's probably middle of the pack. That's not a star safety. You're not getting one of these top players at that position. So your cornerbacks are great and they are going to mask the below average to average safety play, which is okay because our cornerbacks are so good. But again, it's not the position you kind of want to be in with safety. Um, Chuck Clark is much better in run defense as opposed to coverage, while Jordan Whitehead is graded much higher in coverage than he is run defense. But overall, you need to get it out of this middle of the pack scenario with the Jets safeties and ideally bring in one more safety uh, to complement this group. And like you said, the two safeties that seem to have some sort of solid footing, assuming the Jets keep Jordan Whitehead or Whitehead and Clark, they play the same position. So they've got to do something at the free safety spot. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about linebacker, another big weakness. It's funny because a couple of years ago, the Jets took a bunch of these late round players and we're going to try and develop them into something, and it didn't really work out. Jamie and Sherwood, maybe he's depth. Hams and Nasraldine hasn't panned out. We were excited about him because he played so well Florida State before the injuries, but it just looks like he's not a guy that's going to stick here on this roster in any way, shape, or form. And the Jets are very thin at linebacker now. No Quan Alexander. Maybe they bring him back. He's still out there. That's a possibility. They brought back Quincy Williams. But Quincy Williams, as we've talked about before, very uneven. Technique is off. His instincts are not great all the time. And so many times he gets spun around, especially in pass coverage. He's really been weak in pass coverage. C.J. Mosley has been slipping in pass coverage. I know that he's still the best linebacker on the team, but he's getting older and he's getting slower. So the Jets really need some youth and they need some improvement here at the linebacker spot. As I said, they could bring in Quan Alexander to help a little bit. Maybe he ends up being brought back in at some point because he is still out there. But you have to figure they're going to look to do something here in the draft because safety and linebacker, they're not as important as edge rusher. They're not as important as cornerback, but they definitely need to be addressed if the Jets want this defense to continue to be one of the better ones in the league because last year, Haley, as we know, the Jets played a lot of second and third string quarterbacks will not be the case this year. It's going to be a lot tougher and the Jets are going to have to have an overall better defense if they want to have anywhere near the same results they had last year. 
Yeah, it's a great thing that the Jets' cornerbacks are so good because their safety play, one, was not great, and their linebacker play was about average to a little bit below average. Um, C.J. Mosley, decent, like a great linebacker who is getting old, though, and Quincy Williams kind of still has some things he needs to tighten up and clean up and everything. So, But they do need one more linebacker uh, that's going to start. You really can't have Hamza Nazarlene and Jamie Sherwood starting at all. So I think either drafting a linebacker or bringing back Quan or maybe even both um, would be great for them. If you look at Nazarlene's stats, his two seasons, he's never surpassed a grade of 50 yet. So that's kind of not a player you don't want starting at all on defense. Whereas Jamie Sherwood has a little more promise than Nazarlene. He had a 79.1 grade on, on only 25 snaps last season. He did make seven stops and have one sack on those 25 snaps. So that's a great kind of ratio there. But again, it's not enough of a sample size, and this 2021 was much worse. So I don't trust these two backup linebackers right now, and they need to bring in another one. And Haley, I know that C.J. Mosley was a second-team All-Pro, but we watched him every week. His play has been slipping. He's still the best linebacker the Jets have. So that shows you how tough it's going to be for them in that linebacking court if Mosley, who's slipping by the week, and Quincy Williams, who is still so rough in pass coverage, are the best guys they have, really the only guys they have at this point. They have to do something there at linebacker. Just as we said, they have to do something at safety. Yeah, cleaning up those last two coverage positions should be a definite position of need for them and a priority going into the offseason. Haley, let's talk defensive tackle now. The Jets lost Foley Fadakasi last offseason to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This offseason, they lose Nathan Shepard and Sheldon Rankins. They did sign Quentin Jefferson today, so he'll help as far as the pass rush goes with defensive tackles, but they're still going to need a real run stuffer. Al Woods, who was Quentin Jefferson's teammate in Seattle, is a definite possibility. There are other guys that they could look at. Sean Robinson is one of them. They could go into the draft and consider grabbing one of those run-stuffing defensive tackles. But it is definitely a major need for the team right now. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, at defensive tackle right now, the Jets basically have Quinn Williams starting. Quinn was the fourth best defensive tackle last season. He had a 90.1 grade. That's absolutely insane. Uh, great starter. He's going to get paid this offseason but as far as the second player starting on that line um, I know that Sheldon Rankins and Nathan Shepard both got kind of big contracts with the teams they signed with so I know that the Jets didn't really want to pay them that much money but they do have a hole at that position now and Solomon Thomas is not going to cut it with his play last season. Haley we've heard a lot about Odell Beckham I mean a lot a lot about Odell Beckham and the possibility of him signing with the New York Jets. But as of right now, that hasn't happened. And they do have a bit of a need at wide receiver. Sure, they've got Garrett Wilson, who looks like he's an emerging superstar at the position. And they've got Alan Lazard, but we're assuming that the Jets probably will move on from Corey Davis one way or another, whether he's released or included in the Aaron Rodgers deal, because he and Lazard sort of occupy the same space. They've got Mecole Hardman, who comes in and replaces Braxton Berrios, but the Jets have yet to replace Elijah Moore. So you have to figure they're going to do something at receiver, whether that's Odell Beckham, somebody in the draft, or somebody that gets released or traded for. They're going to have to make a move at receiver in some form or fashion, most likely, right? Yeah, definitely. Right now, the current receivers that are at least decent on the roster are Alan Lazard, McCullough Hardman, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and Denzel Mims. Garrett Wilson, he was a 12th graded or the 12th best graded receiver last season with a grade of 82.7. That's stellar. And he did that all with horrible quarterback play. 
And uh, once you see an Aaron Rodgers come in who has a completion percent that's nearly 10% or over 10% higher than both Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold for the past couple of seasons, you're going to see Garrett Wilson become even better and maybe even jump up into the top 10 receiver conversation, maybe even top five with a great quarterback play. And then you have Alan Lazard here. He was graded at 69 last season. That was 50th out of all wide receivers. He did have a little more yards to become like the 35th best receiver, um, but just overall a great receiver and someone who can kind of replace Corey Davis if he is included in that trade for Aaron Rodgers or if they cut him or something. I know they've talked very highly of him. I don't know if that's trying to get a, some sort of trade bait for him, but overall I think Alan Lazard is a great replacement for Corey Davis if he's not on the team next season. Um, McCall Hardman is a great receiver as well. He's not that stellar receiver. I know he's coming off an injury, but he will probably be a punt returner and kick returner as well. He's got that speed, but I don't think he's a replacement for Elijah Moore, so they do have that need right now. Haley, another position of need that is not being talked about enough is running back because the Jets do obviously have Brees Hall, and he is one of the best running backs in the league. He was outstanding before he got hurt last year, looked like a shoe-in for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but then he got injured, and ironically, his own teammate, Garrett Wilson, got the award instead. Brees Hall will be back, but he's coming off a major injury, and we don't know how healthy he's going to be to start the season. He might be on a pitch count the first couple of weeks of the season, and maybe even beyond that, Michael Carter struggled mightily last year. Bam Knight had a couple of nice games and then sort of fell off the face of the earth. Ty Johnson was brought back, but he's really more of a depth running back. So there's a possibility that the Jets either do something late in the draft because this is a very deep running back class, and we will get into that when we discuss the draft prospects and the stats around them a little bit later on in draft season, Haley. But right now, it could be somebody in the draft. It could also be somebody who's out there as a free agent. But the Jets have to seriously consider doing something at running back because they want to make sure the Jets have the running backs they need to be able to execute the way that they want to on offense. Remember, Aaron Rodgers completed 60% of his completions to running backs last year in Green Bay, so that's an important part of this too. The Jets will likely need to improve at the running back position in the short term. They thought James Robinson would be that guy. He wasn't, and so now they have to look around and see if they can find somebody to fill that role. Yeah, I think the Jets maybe decide to draft a running back later in the draft. I know you said the draft class for running backs is very deep, so that's kind of great for them if they wanted to spend a day three pick or maybe even pick up an, an undrafted running back. Um, last season, yeah, you saw Brees Hall was absolutely amazing at seller when he was on the field. He also had a healthy or a fairly healthy offensive line when he was on the field. And once you saw him go down, once you saw ABT go down and basically the entire offensive line get decimated except for Connor McGovern, there was absolutely zero running game left. Uh, for Bam Knight, for Michael Carter, for Ty Johnson. But I think out of the running backs who are not named Brees Hall, Ty Johnson shows the most promise out of um, Knight and Michael Carter just because he did the most with the least at the time. He was put behind one of the worst offensive lines and least healthy offensive lines in the NFL towards the end of the season and still had a 90.2 rushing grade. He was stellar at the back half of last season, and I really like that they brought him back. Um, over James Robinson because Robinson really didn't perform up to what the Jets thought they were going to get when they traded for him. Uh, So I like them keeping Ty Johnson. Bam Knight is more of a depth piece on running back. Hopefully Brees Hall doesn't go down again, and hopefully he's healthy for the 
whole season so that this um, running back room can kind of become a great unit for the Jets. Um, but Michael Carter also does need to improve. He was a 52nd graded running back out of 60 last season with a 61.3 offensive grade and a 62.7 rushing grade. That's really down on his first season and kind of confused on why that happened. Um, hopefully he can pick it back up next season and become the solid number two running back behind Brees Hall for the Jets. Haley English, our stat specialist over at playlikeajet.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets' needs as we get ready for them to head into the NFL draft and maybe address some of those needs there. Of course, they could still address those needs in free agency. The top-tier names are gone, but there are still some players that they might be able to grab and fill in. So we'll see how this shakes out. Haley, for everybody that wants to follow you on social media and check out what you're doing at playlikeajet.com, how can they follow you? And what do you got cooking over at playlikeajet.com? Yeah, my Twitter is at HaleyEnglish17. And then uh, we'll have a write-up of this on playlikeajet.com. And then it's time to talk about the draft. We've got a couple of weeks before the draft. Um, I know I'll be at the MetLife draft party I go every year, so I'm excited for that. But just breaking down the offensive positions of need uh, and potential Picks they could take at um, number 13, potential defensive players they could take for the draft, um, just kind of going through the positions of need and determining what players would be the best fit for the Jets. Make sure that you check out everything Haley's doing over at playlikejet.com and follow her on social media. Plus, make sure you watch all of our videos over at the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there. So make sure you subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, youtube.com slash playlikejet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital play like a jet.com